Welcome back, everybody. As we get going on the big one-hour edition of Sports Talk, that's right. This show is going to be over as fast as it starts today. You're going to say to yourself, where'd the hour go? That's what I'm saying. I haven't even started the program yet, and I'm already thinking that. It's unbelievable. Adrian brought us across the glass. I'm Steve Kaplowitz. 5 o'clock is when the UTEP fun starts. Minor ball tonight, LaTeX style. UTEP and Rustin to take on the Bulldogs. John Teicher is going to be flying solo tonight from Rustin, calling the action. Women play at 7 o'clock tonight also, and uh, that game will be, I believe, on the UTEP app with Mondo the Monster Medina, in case you want to listen in. Or, how about this? Go check it out. That's the better way to do it. You could actually go to the women's game while listening on the 600 ESPN El Paso app to the men's game. And now you get the best of both worlds. Men in your ears, watching the women, support the UTEP women and Kevin Baker. That's the way to get going here as we get kicking it off on a, a Thursday. Right, Adrian? No, most definitely, Steve. And then you could listen to Minor Talk after the game. So that would be the perfect thing to do. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to talk about when it comes to minor basketball today. Both teams needing to bounce back after a little tough stretches on both ends. So let's see what they could do today. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, Man, there's so much to talk about. I don't know how we're going to do all this in time. I'll tell you what. Where do we begin? Where do we begin today? I'll tell you where. Adrian's Movie Reviews. That's where we begin the show today. As all of you have been following the program know, Adrian Broadus has not seen practically every cinematic classic over the 80s and 70s. and He's better in the 90s, I'll be honest with you. But we gave him a list of 70 movies to watch. He started off uh, reviewing The Warriors. Then he got into Point Break. Adrian, what do you have for our listeners here today? Well, Steve, this one I'm really fired up about because I, uh, when I got through uh, Raging Bull, I was telling myself this was one of the best movies I think I've seen in a long time. I mean, really, it, it was so great. Robert De Niro was amazing. Joe Pesci was great. I just loved the brother connection between those two. Uh, I, I just I couldn't believe it was a real story. Like when I found when you told me initially it was a real story, oh, yeah. I kind of wanted to not know that, and then afterwards like research it. But I found so uh, so much out. Like I I didn't know that when Jake Lamotta saw the movie for the first time, he asked his real Vicky Lamotta, "Was he really like that?" And she said, "You know, you were worse." So that yep. was that was uh, telling right there. It's a tough movie to watch. It, it's it's uh, it, it's great though. I mean, it's the boxing movie that you need and. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a must-watch. I think it's one of De Niro's best. I, I really do. How about this? The real Jake LaMotta died only like five years ago. He was around until really? 2017. He was wow. 95 years old. Um, how did the, to you, did you like the black and white scenes? Yes. And how do you compare this to, let's say, the Rockies or Cinderella Man as far as the realism of the boxing? See, that's what I liked about it. It was so realistic toward the sport of boxing. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of that one movie. It was it The Fighter that, that came out not too too long ago, maybe like 10 years ago, something like that. It kind of reminded me of that one, but way more, you know, it's it's rugged. It's it's rough around the edges. Yes. It gives you the real, the real side of boxing. And the only way you're getting this side of boxing is if you actually watch documentaries on uh, classic boxers and stuff like that so I didn't mind the black and white at all actually I really liked it I I thought at the beginning I was like oh man I've got to endure this and then midway through I was like nope I'm blessed to watch it like this seeing the 40s like seeing everything how it was you know seeing his cool car and how he was hitting on Vicky in the first place it was just a great story all right now listen um we there's Rotten Tomatoes there's stars you have gone with bananas 
Adrian's Bananas. That's your movie rating. For whatever reason, you chose the bananas, so that's fine. How many bananas do you give this one? I'm giving it the golden banana, 10 out of 10. Uh, this one is going to go in the in the higher um, – this is definitely going to go in the higher graded movies and, uh, among the ones that I'm going to do. Congratulations. I like it. So Adrian just loved Raging Bull. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Uh, I was more surprised you hadn't seen it. By the way, um, as you start to catch up on these movies, uh, you're going to be so better off for it. You know that, right? You oh, know. yeah. All right. And, and Steve, I want to ask you, do I need to add Deer Hunter to this list? Oh, Deer Hunter's a good one. I don't know if it's on it, but I was here. I was talking to somebody today about uh, De Niro, and you know, I yep. was thinking this is one of his best, and they said, wait, have you seen Deer, the Deer Hunter? I mean, you know, now, you never saw Midnight Run. I never saw Midnight Run. We talked about that. That's a classic. Got to make sure that's on the list too. Okay. 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 Deer Hunter's good Scarface. too. I've seen Scarface. You know, I've seen I've seen um, you know Goodfellas. I've seen Casino, which you could kind of relate to the, to this type of movie. Sure. But, but not necessarily. I haven't seen Deer Hunter. I haven't. I don't think I've seen. Ta- I haven't seen Taxi Driver either. But oh, that's also on my you gotta, list. Yeah, you got that. Now that's, that's heavy. Here. Taxi Driver is a heavy movie. That is a that that is uh, that's a tough one. That's a very tough one. But it, you got you know that's right up there too. By the way, cinematography in Raging Bull was unbelievable. Like the yeah. shots that they'd have, the close-ups when he'd get beaten in the in the ring, the fighting scenes, I, it was just great. Awesome. Awesome. Happy it worked for you, man. I'm happy you loved it. So, anyway. Um, okay. 880-5763. That is our telephone number as we get started here on Sports Talk today for the one-hour edition of the program before John Teicher joins us from Ruston. We've got a fun one today because we have the brand new head coach and technical director coming into our Lubingo studios in about 10 minutes. John Hutchinson's going to be by from El Paso Locomotive FC. How about that? He's coming in with Angelo Levis today. Oh, that's going to be awesome, Steve. They, their season is kicking off right around the corner, and uh, I can't believe it. I, mean, I can't believe we're talking soccer, but as soon as the, the football season ends, we're starting to look toward the spring sports. We saw the great promotions today that that the uh, El Paso Chihuahuas also talked about on social media, and now we're getting to talk some Locomotive FC. It's, it's going to be great. I think so, too. I think so, too. So, um, again, looking forward to all that as we get started here on the program today. 880-5763. That is our telephone number as we kick things off here on a Thursday. Um, I'll tell you what's going on else. Uh, you know, besides uh, we have here today for um you know the utep games and uh, what's going to be happening talking uh, a little locomotive fc how about the fact that baseball is still nowhere closer to a uh, to a, to an agreement that is 15 20 minutes today that is all we heard so um you know man i i hope things get better but you know what? I feel like it's wishful thinking, folks. I really do. Every single time we have something to go on, this is, uh, you know, uh, this is the latest. Now, some writers like John Heyman told us this is the process, they, what they do with baseball. They, The players send out the agreement, then they leave, and then the owners have to figure it out. But I, you just don't feel like it's any closer to um, a season starting on time. We could be on delay. We could be on delay. But that's just kind of how things work around here. So hopefully they'll get things figured out soon enough uh, as we get started on the program 10 past the hour. Hey, we have Coach Hutchinson here now. He is early. I like that. And, you know, when you come early on a one-hour show, you're getting on early. So, Coach, grab a headset and uh, pop in. And, uh, hey, we are excited about having you here. 
Welcome to the program. Last I saw you, we were Zooming uh, when you were out there in Australia. Now you're in El Paso. A season's right around the corner. Uh, this is just another day in the life, right, of being a professional soccer uh, head coach and technical director. Yeah, it is, and um, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, and much better in person than on Zoom. I, um, I feel the same way about you. It's it's nice. We get to look at each other a couple of feet away. It's it's the way it should be, right? Yeah, even though my video analysis told me I've got a face for radio, so that was nice of her, Marina. Um, but, yeah, it's good to be here, and um, nice to meet you. That's why I've been doing this 27 years. They told me the same thing. So I said, all right, that's fine. Give me a microphone and I'll take care of the rest. It's all right. Um, you just came back from, uh, I guess it was a, um, an exhibition yesterday, correct? Yeah, we played Louisville um, in Tucson. So our first proper game, um, we had a bit of a COVID outbreak at one stage. So we had to shut down for a couple of days and we've got back into it. But um, yeah, we had four or five players play their first minutes for the season. Mm-hmm. A few academy kids, we went down 5-2. Um, we had a few issues, I would say, in the football department, so yeah. we need to f- clean up there. And um, But the boys did well. We just ran out of fitness in the end, and we pr- probably, out of 90 minutes, I would say I was happy for 30, and the rest, of the rest of the time was a little bit down. But, you know, we created some good chances. We conceded some soft goals, and there's lots to work on. Well, let's put it this way. Um, that's what the preseason's all about. You get all this stuff ironed out, and then when you come back, you're ready to go, and you're good to go. And, and this was, what, about your third match that you've played so far? Yeah, we, we hadn't played in 14 days, um, mm. which isn't ideal. We had to cancel a few games. And, um, yeah, Louisville were a little bit sharper, a little, little bit fitter than we were, it looked like. And, um, but overall, our, our team's getting there. You know, I mean, it takes time. It's uh, it's the way I want them to play is very demanding, and I think they've just realised how demanding it is. And we had a lot of academy kids out there again, and mixed minutes for all the players. Everyone played forty-five minutes, so there's a lot of mixed minutes and mixed team. That didn't pick a starting team or, or a strong team. We just mixed the players up, put them out there, and let them let them go for it. Has it kind of been a whirlwind for you? You arrive, you get here, and next thing you know, you're thrown right into the middle of everything, throwing yeah. it right into the fire. Yeah, <laughs> there there are days when I'm like still trying to find my feet um but you know i do have good people around me so the club alan and andrew and then all the front office people have been fantastic and the staff that we that i've inherited the staff i brought in have, are doing a good job but you know we're still trying to get used to each other it's been three four weeks now and yeah it does take time the players are getting used to us we're getting used to the players and i do train differently and i do see things a bit different maybe to the average coach and it's just trying to implement that now what are the biggest differences that you, like you have that others might not have? Yeah, look, I know a lot of people say they, you know, they train with intensity, but um, I really like the players working really hard every day at training, and they it take a, it took a little bit longer than what I expected for them to get used to that. Um, I think there was a bit of a shock to the system, but they're getting used to the way we train now because we want to implement that in the game and the way we play the game and the, and the intensity we want to play at. Yesterday just proved the boys aren't ready to play at that intensity yet. So we, we did suffer towards the end of the game. Um, you know, s- small mistakes, but that turned into big mistakes with conceding goals. So mm-hmm. a lot of work uh, to do in those areas, but you know, overall very happy. What was the score after the first 45? 2-1. You up or down? No, we're down. And then okay. we equalized 2-all. Um, right. And then they scored... Scored a, they scored a great free kick, uh, corner, mm-hmm. which I don't really like set plays, but we conceded, and then um, yeah, we made two big mistakes that cost us again. Okay. Now, you said something interesting to me, and I, and I picked up on it immediately, and that's a lot of coaches will tell me that 
you, you play games like you practice. And if you don't practice uh, with the intensity you need, then it's going to show during games. And that's why they want practices to be exactly like they'll see when you get on the pitch uh, for real. It's the same way with you, pretty much feel like that's one of the reasons why you want such an intense uh, you know, workout because you want to make sure that game time they're ready to go. Yeah, it's, um, you know, most training sessions go for 90 minutes plus. Our training sessions at the moment don't go above 60 minutes because they can't survive, mm-hmm. you know. And it's about just developing them and not obviously we don't want people breaking down but we've got to push boundaries and we've pushed a lot of boundaries so far with the players in terms of their intensity and what we want we want at training um we we had one small hamstring this year uh, we haven't had much else from that so that's touch good back, yeah that's, that's great hopefully that continues um but we've still got a lot of players to come in you know there's still mm-hmm. four players that we've signed that haven't played any minutes yet you know and we had four or five guys from the week and they played their first 45 minutes so yep. We're still gelling as a team. Um, I think in four weeks' time, though, we'll be where we want to be for the start of the season. Uh, I don't believe in building into a season. I believe in hitting the season. So hopefully our football uh, is, up, is up to scratch. I know the boys are, are, are trying every day to, to be their best. And, you know, we've got some wonderful people, wonderful footballers. Fantastic. Before I take a break, and I've got Coach Hutch here with us right now, I've got Pinky on the line. Now, Pinky, I know you called in before we brought in Coach. You wanted to kind of uh, talk about the boxing and after uh, Adrian's movie review on uh, Raging Bull, right? Uh, yes, sir, I did. Thank you. Sure. Go ahead. Hey, uh, uh, yesterday I found out that uh, a local Golden Gloves champion and trainer from El Paso, uh, Reyes Guy Mata Jr. passed. Oh, man. He was a, he was a big big boxer in the 60s and we used to go see him they're originally from socorro they lived uh in the same neighborhood as we did until they moved to uh to isleta to the paso del area and i just want to pass my condolences to the whole family because we we know all the family so we had a and, long uh, history with reyes mata he used to have um the youth boxing and the um amateur boxing at our sports expos for years so he was always in charge of that and that was one of our big sideshows to our sports expos was the boxing end and reyes was always the one that put that together so um, um it, it, that that hurts it's hard to hear that news and uh again our our thoughts and condolences are obviously with the mata family on the passing of reyes yeah they, they have been a very successful family coming out of socorro and mm-hmm. and uh I, I i we continue to keep in touch so um my condolences to hold all the family and to the boxing world of el paso they lost uh, a re, as you know a real big man yep and uh and somebody that really was fond of the sport well said. Hey, appreciate it, Pinky. Thanks for the phone call today as uh, we get going. 17 past. More with Coach. And uh, if you've got questions, uh, send it to us either on the phones or on Twitter. We'll address as much as we can over the next 20 minutes as we go over to Charlie One and get this traffic update. 21 past the hour as we continue here on the show. John Hutchinson with us right now. Head Coach Technical Director, El Paso Locomotive FC. Angela Olivas has stopped by. There's a job fair going on right now, isn't there, Ange? There is, but I'd rather you guys talk about Coach, but I will put a plug in. It started at 4 o'clock. Come be a part of our team. Locomotive games, Chihuahuas games, special events like concerts you get to be a part of. And the best part is that you are part of our Southwest University staff. Yes. And... I mean, it's awesome. It's fun. Like, everybody it wants you. When does the job fair It ends end? at 9.30 tonight. So no more, Not tomorrow? No. Just, just one, day. one day. From 4 to okay. 9.30 today. We love high school students, anyone over the age of 16 looking to get their break into a first job, retirees, yeah. people who just want to make a little bit of extra cash, come on out, become part of our team. We're super excited to have you guys here. That'd be a great first job. Uh, that's it what really I did. Was. 
I worked really? at Cohen Stadium. In that 90... was your first job? Yeah. Oh, I was a was... summer camp counselor. That was my first job. <laughs> yeah, uh, summer of 92. Oh, my dad my walked in, and I was sitting there, and he said, I got you a job. Nice. And then I started at Cohen. That's how I got started. There you go. Mine was summer of 85. How about you, John? What was your first job? Uh, football player. I was 16 years old, sold, signed a pro contract. You oh, Look at Noel trying to brag and tell us about that. You never you never had a job prior to being 16? No, you weren't bagging groceries uh, over at the, you know, in the local store? Nothing like that, huh? No, nah, nothing. Um, school, football, and listening to my mom. When did you know uh, that you were going to be a footballer? When, when did you kind of have an idea that was exactly the path you wanted? Uh, probably when I was about 15. Yeah. Um, kind of just, I come from a small country town, so it wasn't really... On the radar, and yeah, and all of a sudden it just popped up one day, and I thought, okay, I want to give this a real go, and spoke to dad, and started training, and then yeah, 16 signed pro, and played my first game when I was 17, and then from there it was onwards and upwards. Nice. Um, I want to get back to your training because I like the intensity talk, and you were talking about how you can't go longer because they can't handle more than 60 minutes. Give me an idea of what a typical training day is like for the club at this point right now. Let me hear. Yeah, so generally they'll come in do uh, activation with Seoul um, and get ready for the training session. They'll warm up and then I call it rondo, like boxes, and we go short and sharp. And then straight from there we go into some form of drill, whether it be a tactical or... But, you know, we get them moving between. My staff are really great at the flow of the session, which is really important because we talk about how we want to play with intensity and how we want the game to run really quickly. So mm-hmm. during the breaks we make them jog to water, jog to us. We get them set up really fast, as fast as we can, and we get going straight away. And uh, when we're in the session and we're in working, there's no breaks. We have to, we minimise breaks as much as we can and just to, you know, make them play under fatigue. And But they're doing a great job. Like, you know, you can see when I first come in, the first 10 days of stress on their face, you know, which was it's great to see because as a coach, you know that they're working really hard, but they're, they're finding it difficult. And... Our job as coaches is to try to make every day as difficult as possible. So when the games roll around, hopefully they find that a little bit, you know, they can understand what we're trying to do and they can grow into the game. So boys, the boys are working hard, you know. It's, um, there's no doubt about it. We just need to become better in possession, you know, because that's what we want to become. We want to be a possession-based team and we need to become better at that. So you have a, an assistant coach, a goalkeeper coach, an athletic trainer, and a player ops and strength coach in Seoul you talked about a moment ago. How many of these did you bring with you, and how many did you inherit? Yeah, there's uh, Dom. Dom's my first assistant. Uh, he was at the club already, great guy, uh, young man, 35, very knowledgeable. Um, I brought in Gia Luka, uh, another young coach. I think he's 28. I brought him in from New York. Didn't know him. Uh, done an interview over Zoom. Uh, had a process there with... Looking just for some young coaches that were ambitious and wanted to do stuff, and had a inter- Zoom interviews from Australia, and Jan Luca got the gig. Yeah, um, JC is a goalkeeper coach, um, great man, works really hard. He's very honest in everything he does, uh, which is which is fantastic. And then there's Marina. Um, she's a video analysis and coach. Um, got her from the, I think Denver, Colorado area. Same process, Zoom. Um, she presented a game to me on Zoom and. Offered a job, she came in. She's uh, she's very special in terms nice. of what she does. So she's a, she's a great girl. And then there's Ricardo, the physical trainer, great guy, El Paso native, which obviously helps as well. And then Saul, um, look, I can't give you a job title because he does he does everything. He's got like seven jobs, but his main job is to physical uh, pre- preparation of the players. But you know, another local, another great guy. 
Let's talk about the roster because you got a lot of newcomers. I want to talk just about the newcomers. I'll, I'll bring up the returnees uh, during the conversation as well. But start with goalkeepers, uh, Philip Beagle and also Evan Newton are both uh, in the nets for you this year. Yep, um, Evan's on loan from Vancouver. Um, late signing. We were looking at two two good goalkeepers. Uh, Philip was obviously the first one in, and what we want to do is have competition there. So it wasn't about rushing and trying to find two goalkeepers. We want to find the right ones and ones that will compete against each other, push each other, but also be good human beings because a goalkeeper is very isolated and very special position. You know, they've right. got their own goalkeeper coach. There's two goalkeepers. We do bring in other goalkeepers as well. So we bring some in from uh, UTEP and we got some from our academy as well that come in and train with the first team, which is which is great. And then there's two goalkeeper coaches that come and help. Um, Keaton and Ivan come in and help. Uh, JC, which is fantastic for our club mm-hmm. to involve them. And so the two goalkeepers are very good. They, they're they still learning in terms of our system. Um, obviously, we need them off the line and we need them sweeping and we want to be good with the ball at their feet. So it is a work in progress with them as well, but you can see them growing every day. Defenders, you've got four returnees from last season, Andrew Fox, uh, Edder Borelli, Matt Boehner, and also Yuma. And then uh, on the roster right now, you also have Martin Payades and uh, Harry uh, Brockbank, a couple of newcomers for this season. Let's talk about them. Yeah, Martin comes from Columbia. He played in the first division. Um, look, he's still trying to find his feet. Um, I know training has been very difficult with him. The first day he... <laughs> He speaks Spanish. Obviously, I can't understand Spanish, unfortunately. But he walked up to our Spanish speakers in the team. He's like, "Oh my, oh my goodness! Like, what has just happened from training?" Because, again, it's different. You know, we train different, and uh, he struggled from there. Harry Brockbank uh, actually isn't in the country yet, so signed him from Bolton Wanderers League One. Um, you know, he grew up through their academy. He was captain of the first team at one stage when they having a few issues at the club, but. Played played many games, and um, to bring him to El Paso is a big signing for us. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? The easy part is is getting him signed. The hard part is getting him here. Yeah, I, I, I know that. I had a few difficulties myself, so um, I know how it feels. But yeah, we'll get him. He's the last one to actually enter the enter the country, and once we get him here, um, we made one more signing as well. We just agreed terms to another player, um, so that will take us to twenty two. And mm-hmm. but Harry Brockbank's probably a week away. Okay. Uh, midfielders, Richie Ryan, Diego Luna, they're back along with Sebastian Velasquez, Dylan Mayers, and uh, Chapa Herrera. So that's uh, the list of returnees. Now you've got some newcomers. Emmanuel, how do I pronounce his last name? Is it Sonope? He tells me off all the time. So I'm going to say Sonope, but I'm not, it's not because he's going to tell me off again. Nick Hines is also uh, an addition along with uh, Eric Calvillo and uh, Cristiano uh, Francois. So you've got yourself uh, a, a nice mix of returnees and newcomers as midfielders. Go. Yeah, um, Sanope was my first signing. Um, we were looking to add speed in the team, wingers and out-and-out wingers, and that's what uh, Emmanuel was. He started at Tottenham Hotspurs Academy, so through the Premier League, and obviously had a, a good upbringing. Um, like some players, what happens sometimes they fall between the gaps and end up going down the leagues and that was that was uh, Manny um, what happened to him but you know we want to give him a lifeline and bring him in and he's uh, he's getting there he's getting better and better each week um, so that's fantastic for him Nick Hines uh, I knew from my Seattle days I worked with him in Seattle for two years and um, good character good kid wants to work really hard again another lightning machine down the left side and uh, Someone that's just gelled right into the team. You know, he's been here since the start of preseason. Um, Eric Cavillo was our was a late signing. El Salvadorian international, um, great great guy. Came in, done well. So he's played his first forty five minutes for us. Um, 
You like what he brings? Yeah, he just brings something different to our team as well. You know, you, we've got a good mixture in there with him, Richie, Dylan, and Chapa, uh, Herrera. So, you know, we've got a really good mixture. And then, obviously, the, the, the latest signing was uh, Francois, Cristiano Francois. Um, and, look, his stats speak for himself. He was leading goal scorer, assist getter at Miami and uh, FC. And he came open, and that was our final kind of jigsaw piece to the left side of our of our wingers. So... We've got good depth now uh, in, the, in the wide areas, but um, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy and the boys really like him and he'll grow as well. He played his first 45 minutes for the season. He hadn't trained previously. So again, it's just trying to get all these players up to speed. Early impressions of Diego Luna, seeing him on the pitch for the first time. Yeah, I'd recommend that the fans get out and see him because I don't know how much longer he's going to be in El Paso. So he's what everyone thinks of him. Is he exactly right? Super talented, funny kid. Um, Lovey's he's got a great sense of humour as well. Um, but when he plays it's different. You know, it's different. He's got a he's got a great mentor in terms of Velasquez, mm-hmm. uh, who's they play in the same position and Velasquez is had a really good preseason, been you know, you can't get the ball off him, but Diego Luna eighteen years old, I would recommend to everyone that wants to see a super talented youngster to get out and see him as fast as you can because we don't know how long he's going to be in El Paso. We want him to do well for himself. We want him here because he helps us obviously win games. But, yeah, I don't know how long he'll be here for. All right. We'll get a quick bottom of the hour Sports Center update from Adrian. Then we'll come right back. We have a phone call for Coach and more with John Hutchinson talking loco soccer as Sports Talk continues. Forwards are all back from last year. Um, Aron Gomez, Luis uh, Solinac, and uh, Ricardo Zacharias. Those are all guys that had uh, Locos jerseys on uh, a year ago. So that tells me that uh, you're happy with uh, your, your your strikers and your finishers uh, heading into this season. Yeah, they've. Um, yeah, I was really happy when I watched video back from you know 2021 20, before I came in and watched all the games and. They're good finishers. Yep. You know, Zacharias is is a, can play wide, can play at the back, can play at the front line. So he adds cover, and then Gomez and Lucho, as they call him, the boys call him, is um, two quality strikers. You know, it's I play with one striker, so it's going to be a super challenge for them to, uh, in terms of, you know, let the guy in the best form play. Um, there will be times we play two up top as well, um, but most of the time it's one up top. But you know they've they've started really well. They, you know, I don't. The hard part for me at the moment is tr- trying to pick a first eleven. I was going to say it's also why you're probably only carrying three forwards on the roster and not four, because if you're only playing one most of the time, no reason to have a roster spot spent with somebody that might not see any any time on the field. Yeah, and Francois can play there as well if needed. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Velasquez can play up up top as well because he's a talented guy and it's something he can do. And you know what you find is most of the wingers in crunch time could play as a nine if they needed needed to to do that job. 100%. Let's go to the phones right now. We'll take a call for Coach. He is Adrian who joins us here on the program. Adrian, welcome. You're on with Coach Hutch. Hey, uh, Cap. Um, good listening to you guys. Coach, wish you the best of luck. Uh, quick question. How important is having uh, local talent being scouted now knowing that Alex Dejas, which plays with the America FC, uh, Ricardo Pepe, Ambrose, Santiago Muñiz, all playing Europe right now. Uh, how is it important, or you guys are focusing at least somewhat in local talent because we have great players coming out of El Paso nowadays, and uh, are you guys looking into that or what? 
Yeah, Adrian, nice to meet you, mate. Uh, thanks for the call. Yeah, we are. We um, just signed 10 uh, academy players on academy contracts for the first team. Um, we've had, we just took away um, four academy players to play against Louisville. Um, they, they all played 45 minutes. We, we've actually got a great trip coming up to play New England, who was probably the best team in the MLS last year, and we'll be taking another four academy kids. So I believe in El Paso talent. Um, what I would say to everyone you know, that talks about the talent here is the biggest thing they need sometimes is just time. You know, they need time to adjust in terms of what we're trying to create. But there are some wonderful footballers. Um, I've got some great guys in the academy that keep, keep us informed of what they're doing. We bring players into training every day. Um, and every, every single... I've probably had about 20 different academy players into the first team this year uh, in terms of playing, playing training. So it's, for me, it's just to get, have a look at them, see what we can do. But there are... I agree with you. There's some talented people in El Paso and... Our plan is always to have El Paso people in, in the football club because that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to develop uh, the local talent. Now, uh, in terms of that, we obviously have to win as well. So we try to bring in the best talents from around that can develop the young players and then we get the young players in and then hopefully we can uh, get them up into the MLS or, or beyond. Good job, Adrian. Good question for Coach. Thank you. Good Thank- luck. Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, give me your first impression of the 10 you signed. Are you pretty happy right now with the, uh, just the quality of, of, of the players you've got here on the academy? Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say I was like, um, disappointed by any stretch of means. Mm-hmm. You know, like I saw him and there's some, you know, we, got, we, have a, we took a 15-year-old with us to play against Louisville, who wow. Louisville was probably one of the top teams last year, and he played 45 minutes and just a super talented kid, but... Again, it's just time with these guys. You know, they need time to develop. They're going to have their really high points, and then during the season, they're going to have some really low points. And that's where, for us, is the key to development. You know, as soon as they're high and they're running, we kind of leave them alone. Yeah. When they start crashing a little bit and coming down, that's when we we go in and we pick them up. We do some video. We've got some really good staff. Gianluca, uh, job is part of his job is to help with the academy side to make sure we monitor the best players and we monitor all their games and we're keeping track of them create programs for them but yeah in terms of what they've got the the kids here and what the club gives them in terms of their own program is uh is really good and something that we'll keep trying to look to build how does a 15 year old physically handle himself in a match going up against guys that are more than twice his age yeah he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't the ground's too big yeah it's too wide um he weighs about 100 pounds, and he's about 5'5". Five five, so, what know. a test that's got to be, though. I mean, it's probably unbelievable when you, start to, when you throw him in because that's, that's the best way to gauge what, what the talent is like at that level, right? Yeah, and he, but again, he's deserved it. You know, we don't want to give kids a chance where they're not really deserving of it, and you know, that's where the time part comes. You know, we've got to bring him in our environment, make sure they, they can do it, and, and the, young fella, the young fella's done it. You know, he's, he's played 45 minutes, and he actually played really well. Like, I was really happy with him. Okay, the last... 15 minutes, the game definitely got too big for him and, you know, got a bit fast, but he held his own the whole time. And, you know, there's, there's other, there's, um, you know, his name's Vasquez and then there's Villa Gomez, the left back, that done really well. He came in and done a good job. And, and Calderon, the centre midfielder, you know, these guys are 18, 17, 15, and, you know, we're going to take a new batch away with us when we go to, to Boston to play. Um, we're going to take a 16-year-old. Um, awesome. We're going to give him some minutes as well. And against New England, who's probably the best team last year in the MLS. So... For us, that's how we develop them. That's what we're looking for. 
Uh, individual tickets are on sale now. I think that's very important to mention at uh, eplocomotivefc.com. So you can purchase your individual tickets. Hey, uh, season's right around the corner. I mean, Saturday, March 19th is the first home match uh, up against New Mexico United. That's going to be awesome. They're giving away flags, and there's going to be poach match fireworks. And uh, excuse, hang on, what, what, what was that? You've been so I quiet. Said, I <laughs> forgot about you. You're still here? Yes. Yeah, so the first 3,000 fans through the gates will yeah. receive a, a locomotive flag. Nice. On, and don't forget, it's being nationally televised on ESPN Deportes. So right. we need everybody to come out, pack the park. Um, come support your locomotive in this home opener. It's awesome. We're, we're unveiling something tomorrow. So stay tuned at 10 o'clock on our stories because you'll be able to see this on um, uh, on our home opener. Good. And we just want everyone, eplocomotivefc.com backslash tickets. It'll take you directly to the ticket page where you can go find your tickets. Let's pack the park for a nationally televised game. And let's give, you know, uh, Coach Hutchinson a, a good reason to be excited and to see how great our fans can be. It'll be a fun night. Trust me. You'll, you'll get a good crowd for that. They, the fans come out in force for New Mexico. They hate New Mexico. So it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. Good rivalry. And you actually start the season a week before, 8 o'clock against uh, Sacramento Republic. That's going to be the regular season kickoff when you go on the road for the first match. Yeah, it's a good challenge. And, you know, Sac away, they've, they've done some really good recruitment. They've got a good coach over there. And um, that's a good challenge for us, you know. And what we want to see is just our football developing. You good. know, we obviously want to win. Uh, let's not skip that little fancy detail. Uh, we do want to win, but it's about our football. You know, at the moment, that's what I say to the players. Like, let's just develop our football. Let's worry about ourselves. And let's make sure we're working it hard every day. You getting acclimated to this town? I like this town. It's really nice. I um just uh I think I've just purchased an apartment or townhouse or Good. whatever you call it here and yeah, either way. Yeah, either way, townhouse, so I've just kind of works. purchased something and um go. just waiting for the family now to come over. Good. Um so when do they when do they arrive? Hopefully before the first home game. That's the plan. We will, you know, we want them to be here and experience obviously that the hate that you guys have for New Mexico to obviously end up hating as well and Good. Um, we'll make sure they hate them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> But again, that's yeah. We just want to get the family here, and you know, um, our our dogs in Seattle. We've haven't seen her since December 2020, so it'll be nice to get her here, her here in El Paso as well with the family, and um, and then we can uh, get together and start living our life again. Good for you. Well, listen, I'm happy you're here. Good to see you face to face. Good to meet you for the first time face to face, and uh, plenty of opportunities to come back and see us, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do a, a regular coaches show again and uh, bring a little normalcy to the 2022 season. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds great, man. I appreciate your time as well. You as well. John Hutchinson with us, folks, and Angela Olivas, who stopped by as well. Thank you. Can't wait to see you guys and talk some more locomotive, and especially Chihuahuas. Lots of information coming out. Check out epchihuahuas.com or any of our social media platforms. You'll see some promotions that we've been releasing. I'm excited about that. It's going to be good. John Teicher's next, folks. Final countdown coming up right here 600 ESPN El Paso.